0: Welcome to Making the Lemonade with Abby Brown and Mossy Trick.
1: Positive news podcast, proving that when life gives you lemons, there's always an opportunity to make lemonade. So Abigail, how have you
0: been? Very well, thank you. Lots more training. A bit tired this week, I must say. But I did get my hair cut the other day. Oh my nice. goodness. Yeah. And she straightened my hair for me, which was lovely. for those who know me, my hair is never straight. And oh. yeah, she straightened it, which... It's very nice. I would, I, would, I would just go to the hairdressers just to get it straight in so Someone's someone to do it for yeah. me.
1: That is quite mm. a thing in the US. I don't know if it's caught on as much here but they have um, dry bars where you just go in and get it washed and dried out and oh, then they sometimes get oh, like
0: a coffee or a box fizz. Oh, that's a bit of mm. me. Is it like the, um, you know, the big glass things that you put with your head? Is that them? <laughs> you, <laughs> you might know, as that's well when you funny. get your hair coloured. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> You could also sit under it to keep your head warm maybe But you have like a booklet where you can choose The style and then they Oh that's cool Like a beach wave or classic curl Things like that
0: I'd actually love that, go for a little yeah. coffee Get my hair washed Oh that's the life you <laughs> bougie life oh, Do you remember I have washed your hair in a single one? <laughs> it didn't surprise me I don't know if I <laughs> <laughs> Why have I done that? That is so funny. I remember being
1: in your bathroom and you having your, oh, was it? I oh, had
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 a chair to the sink <laughs> and I was washing hair like we are in hairdressers. Oh, also, I have got a question for you. Mm. Have you tried peeing in the shower? Oh, no. Uh, what have I'm so no, sorry. I oh, no, just I'm uh, more conscious of it this week. I was how many times I went to the toilet, and how many times if I actually had peed in the shower? Do you know what I mean?
1: I actually was a standard, and I was talking to my housemates about it, and they were like, "Yeah, it's mad." Um, they weren't encouraging me to pee in the shower, but they we were all yeah, kind of not. astonished by how much water it would save. <laughs> Did you get back on your um, penny board? Did you do any skating? You no, know week I between training. I did
0: look at it. Oh, <laughs> that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, ah, oh, I it could come out on a rainy day. Or on a no, on a sunny day. Yeah. Sunny come day. Come out. Yeah. Um, but it has been really nice this week to be fair, so I probably should have taken it for a spin. But yeah. You done anything crazy?
1: Any more Susan? Crazy um I cycled to work on my own for the first time and I didn't get hit by a bus oh that's good and I didn't lose my oh (laughs) I lost my purse I lost my purse and then my purse was found by a woman who tracked me down oh that's nice yeah
0: oh that's really nice yeah it was
1: lovely it was really nice except then I felt awful because I um went to find her and I was so kind of this all happened very quickly I didn't even know my purse was missing classic (laughs) <laughs> and so this, this stranger messaged me on LinkedIn I was like, hi, I'm trying to track down a Charlotte trick And uh, I think, you know, I've got her purse And I was like, what the hell, this is so creepy I haven't lost my purse, yeah, what are you talking about? And then later in the day, I was looking through my backpack And I was like, oh no, I've lost my purse I've lost my purse And I messaged her, I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be me uh, Is it this kind of purse? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah And so we met to meet the next day and I should have taken her something and I didn't, which is so unlike me. I wouldn't, that is not, you know, on form for me. And I um, think I was just so thrilled that she had kind of picked it up that I completely forgot, but I do feel quite bad about that. So, um, yeah, (laughs) can't be doing anything about it now, but if she's (laughs) listening, cheers. Uh, Thank you so much.
0: Oh, that's so nice. People are lovely, aren't they? Where did you lose it? So I think what happened, because I'm
1: abs, I'm just like a cool girl with a bike, just that, bumping mm-hmm. around London. And, um I think as I was taking my chains off my bike, I was t- taking stuff out of my backpack and it was dark and it was all just like things kind of falling out and stuff. So um, I think that's what happened because he said he found it by Tesco where I'd left my bike. So yeah. yeah.
0: I'm surprised someone else like didn't take it. You know what I I mean? know. but you gotta
1: yeah. have more, more optimism yeah exactly Yeah,
0: Fair play. Fair play.
1: also she said that if she <laughs> couldn't find me on social media she was going to write a letter to the address on my oh. driver's license well that is extra Isn't that's it? really nice that is real a good example of what we should be doing if we finder wallet little purse.
0: Why have you always got a story as well? There's always something.
1: I Which is surprising because I really like not doing anything exciting <laughs> with my life right now. So. So
0: good.
1: <laughs> so my first story is arguably good news. I think it is because I think it's fascinating. So just um, stick with me here. Um, Abigail, do you listen to your gut? <laughs> um not in terms no. of your digestive um needs in terms of like gut instincts and your emotions
0: oh yeah i was like <laughs>
1: not uh, when you need to go to the loo oh. we used to last me. <laughs> i in the shower
0: last week so we are actually no. now. fair play fair play i guess i do a little bit i do think my gut's always right my gut feeling so I guess
1: the answer is yes. Oh, wow. There you go. There has been some research which might suggest that scientists agree. So um, researchers have found in multiple studies that persons deemed to be wiser are less prone to feel lonely, while those who are lonelier also tend to be less wise. In a new study published in the March 25th, 2021 issue of the journal Frontiers in Psychiatry researchers at University of California San Diego School of Medicine take the connection between wisdom, loneliness, and biology further, reporting that wisdom and loneliness appear to influence and/or be influenced by microbial diversity of the gut. Abby, are you still with me?
0: That confused me a little bit, but I'm still here.
1: So. The human gut microbiota is comprised of trillions of microbes, bacteria, viruses, fungi that reside within the digestive tract. Researchers have known for a while about the gut-brain axis which is a complex network that links the intestinal function to the emotion and cognitive centres of the brain. So I think for a while people have said you know if you're kind of anxious and you're excited that it's all kind of linked to the to the gut. Past studies have associated gut microbiota with mental health disorders including depression, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia as well as personality and psychological traits regarded as key biologically based components of wisdom. Recent research has connected the gut to social behavior including findings that people with larger social networks tend to have more digestive gut microbiotas. This study involved 187 participants ages 28 to 97, who completed validated self-report based measures of loneliness, wisdom, compassion and social support and social engagement. The gut microbiota was analysed using faecal samples. Microbial gut diversity was measured in two days. Assistant Professor of Psychiatry at the UC San Diego School of Medicine, author Tanya Nygan said, we found that lower levels of loneliness and higher levels of wisdom, compassion, social support and engagement were associated with greater phylogenetic richness and diversity of the gut microbiome.
0: So if, you're, so if you listen to your gut, you're wise, but you're also lonely. I think it's more about gut health, right?
1: And your, the, right. The, the bacteria and the micro, microbes in there. The science behind it. I think what we've learned there is
0: I need to read more about it. (laughs) So I think you're going to like my first story lots. Um, Uh You mentioned a lot about upcycling stuff before, and this one's all about clothes repairs. So Josephine Phillips, who is 23, is the founder of the Sojo app. Her idea came from wanting some of her own clothes fixed and repaired, but going to a seamster was too much effort and time. So Sojo was created to solve the issue. Users enter their postcode, choose a local seamster and the service they need, then await collection of their garments by a bike courier. The clothes will then be returned and ready to wear in five days. So the app launched in January and the service are currently available in zones one and two of London, which does that cover you? There you go. My
1: two or three. I think Um, I'm two. Phillips made a conscious
0: decision to try and avoid fast fashion. She became aware of its unethical supply chain and its environmental impact. She says to Positive News, "Once I realised that shopping from these big brands didn't align with my feminist values, their business success was built off the back of the the exploitation of the majority of women of colour. There was no going Mm -hmm. back." Phillips then turned to secondhand clothes, whether thrift shops or charity shops, and Depop. Often she found the clothes weren't her size, so they needed to alter them. Phillips actually previously her, only her own experience was waitressing, but she did intern at Depop, um, and then obviously mm. Sojo was created and launched during the pandemic, obviously bringing its challenges. But she is confident that app will prove attractive, particularly to members of the Gen Z and the Millennial generations. <laughs> there you go. She said, from food to taxis, we used everything at our fingertips. Given this and the fact we don't know how to sew, soja is the perfect connector. So. I love it. I love it. I thought you would. Thought Such an avid one.
1: user of Depop. Such an avid mm-hmm. user. Um, I want someone
0: off there the other day, actually. <gasps> um, an old kind of Adidas vintage top. It's actually quite cool. Whoa. I nice. do need to look more. I need to go at it and kind of have another look through things like that. Cause I do think it's good. You got to have a bit of a strategy. I've learned
1: from um, Jessica who, who obviously was, you know, trailblazing in this area. She said that if you obviously. find an item that you like, go on the person's profile and then look at what else they have. And that's always a great way to find things that you,
0: mm, you know, you
1: might like or your other the other strategies really know what you want so you want a black strapless top from you know one of these three brands
0: and really nail it
1: (laughs) those are my top tips
0: for Depop in case (laughs) anyone was looking for them often sometimes I just want to browse but I don't really know what I want to browse Uh, it can be quite overwhelming can't it and then i uh, oh it's there's too much and often yeah. they show me sizes that I'm like that's not my size and then I try and alter it and it's all it's just a lot yeah but
1: maybe oh that that's fantastic today. yeah I'm gonna look into yeah. so I've got a couple of things here that I need to um alter or fix so yeah very exciting yeah.
0: download the app
1: it is said that the IVF market could be worth billion dollars by 2028. In the UK women under the age of 40 should be offered three cycles of IVF on the NHS if they've been trying to get pregnant for at least two years and one cycle if aged 40 to 42 according to the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence guidelines but often this is not the case in reality. Um, Something as random as your postcode can have a really significant impact on your chances of free IVF treatment. Um, And single women and same-sex female couples face particularly significant financial obstacles um, when accessing treatment. Recently there has been an announcement uh, that England's first not-for-profit fertility clinic is opening in London by the end of 2021. Marta Janza Perez, Director of Embryology at B-P-A-S said, by running the clinic as a not-for-profit, we can offer much lower costs because we're not adding any margins to our work. We'll make sure our website and our information caters for all sorts of ethnic backgrounds, sexual orientations and identities, because that's something that has come across as lacking in some of the provision currently out there. The clinic will not set eligibility criteria for treatment, though patients will be given realistic expectations of their chances of getting pregnant. Besides fertility treatment, the clinic will offer fertility preservation services for people who wish to preserve their eggs or embryos for personal or medical reasons. Perez told Positive News, I think I'll cry the day that we open because it's really been a long time coming with the pandemic. It's been challenging to get things started. What I want to do is create embryos and make sure people get a chance of pregnancy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's lovely. It's such a minefield if you, I mean, it's not something that I know a lot about, but never had to and never had anyone near me, you know, go through this, but once you kind of dive into IVF and the expense and the randomness of which you could be offered free, um, and supported services, it, it's really quite, It just sounds like a real trauma. So this will hopefully make it much more accessible.
0: Um, so it's really exciting. So obviously I know we love a card game and I mean, most <laughs> people love card games. Loves a you know, card game. You can't, yeah. you can't go wrong. Um, so, Oxford academics Alexa and Arhart Virzi wanted to create a game for their multi-heritage daughter Ava in which she could see people that looked like her. Super Sapiens is the name of the game and it's a 3-in-1 card game where people can use the cards for snap, a memory game or play Super Guess. It is suitable for children aged 3 and above and pays tribute to 12 inspiring women from across the world. Alexa explains, move over one-dimensional white centered princess games. We hope Super Sapiens will help children to explore hidden histories, to cultivate understanding about the world and learn how to make it better for all and to develop their own superpowers through self-care and self-love. So this business is made up of 80% of Black-owned businesses and consultants and 75% of profits go to organisations led by Black people, Indigenous people and people of colour. Games are also being donated to schools and to families who perhaps can't afford to buy it. And I had a little Google seeing, can I buy it? What's the crack? So it's only £12 online and sounds pretty inspiring. And I think it comes with a world map of where these women are from and like a bit of background about them, um, which is really cool. So I thought maybe we need to little purchase it and see what it's about. Yeah, that's so
1: cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure. how do you think up a game like thinking up a game is amazing just sitting yeah. there, i bet you've probably tried to come up with some games on your travels
0: yeah i think i think i have but like and i think it's funny because everyone has slightly different rules to things so like oh, we play. yeah do you know what i mean we play this a game um <laughs> it's called something rude but anyway, you call it, we play this game but everyone has different rules within it so then you're mm-hmm. like well we can do this or even like a rummy for instance, I'm mm-hmm. like, let's play Rummy. And we've got a version, family version. I'm like, oh, let's play Long Rummy. And everyone's like, what are you on about Rummy Rummy? And then, like, other people have different rules of, oh, you pick up all the cards from the deck or you can pick up, like, so many different cards. And I'm like, you can only pick up one. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. really interesting because you all then come together and you have to kind of, you then always create a new game because of it. Yeah, so, like, that's I so true. Guess, kind of, yeah, people make Happily different games time. from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got shouted down because of a certain Scrabble rule that I was playing with, which Ooh. housemates were not about. So
0: not happy yeah. with it. <laughs> you have to but lay, lay down the my... rules to start with otherwise they can't yes. just <laughs> <laughs> state <Just laughs> it at the top.
1: So some really um, inspiring news coming in from Colorado in the US. Um, Every Coloradian age 18 and younger will have access to a free mental health screening and as many as three free subsequent visits with a health professional under a new bipartisan bill at the state capital aimed at helping children deal with the effects of the coronavirus crisis. House bill Uh, 1258 represents one of the most aggressive behavioral health initiatives in Colorado's history and will come with a one-time allocation of nine million dollars. The measure calls for the creation of an online portal where children can fill out an assessment and then connect with providers if needed. Um, State Representative Daphne Michelson Jeanette, um, a Commerce City Democrat, said we know that kids who are getting the support that they need are healthier and more successful at school if we can get that to every kid in colorado game changer the measure expands on michelson Jeanette's idea first reported by the colorado sun earlier this year to check in with every colorado student after a tumultuous cor- coronavirus marred school year by offering them free mental health screening before the start of next academic year a really fantastic and the kind of um, mental health support I think is going to need it quite widely but to be able to offer that um, for free is amazing so hopefully other states and you know dare I say it countries might be able to learn something.
0: I was going to say we need to learn a little bit from that because actually that's that's huge and I think coronavirus has hit everyone in different ways and like you think about kids at school and stuff like what they're also going through and the kind of The ups and downs of school life, as it is, to then be away from it all, and then to come back in it. But actually, if someone's just checking in, just to just to make sure they're all right, and they might be absolutely Mm -hmm. fine, but also they might need just a bit of extra support. I think is is really key. The question we've all been asking ourselves is what happens to all the PPE we are using right now? Um, Although it's very necessary, it is a lot of waste. Um, Mm -hmm. So. Fashion, a fashion designer in India, Lakshmi Menon, heard that every Covid centre in the region would need 50 beds and after every patient would, they would need to burn it. Her solution was to collect the offcuts of the PPEs from factories and make good use of it. Women would then braid the bits into plaits that were six foot long and then these braids are then laid out in a zigzag and the ends are tied together. The result is a light soft washable hygienic mattress for just 300 rupees which is about only about 3 pounds but apparently it's half the price of a normal mattress so also creating great jobs for the women helping the environment but also helping with the covid clinics so how did this kind of idea come about She got the idea by driving through Kochi and saw children sleeping on the road and a few days later visited her friend who runs a fashion house and saw there was so much waste. That's when I thought I could use braiding to make matches for the homeless. Braiding allows you to use every single bit of fabric of different sizes. Even the tiniest bits can be incorporated and everyone knows how to tie a plait, she says. In March, she made 20 matches and handed them out to the homeless. Then lockdown happened and a lot of her friends in designer fashion lost their businesses. She then went to her friend's tailoring in July, where she was making PPE and saw a load of plastic leftovers in the corner, which got her mind thinking. I picked them up and found they were cleaner, softer and more dust free than their fabric scraps. It was the best material I could wish for. Apart from the COVID centres that have bought them, Menon is working with NGOs to provide mattresses to the homeless shelters and rough sleepers on the principle that everyone deserves a good night's sleep. India has also become the second largest PP manufacturer, so there won't be a shortage of raw material. This is also a good way of proving income for raw women in a sustainable way. So a win-win is all all around, basically.
1: Definitely, I mean, uh, India is being hit by an absolutely horrendous, I think, third wave at the moment. So hopefully, yeah. everything can continue to be to be produced, better. I mean, a great concept, such a fantastic concept to be using waste in such a valuable way. Talking of waste, um, I have another story about how waste is being used Um, and given it it another lease of life. I don't know why I've I've picked such scientific stories. I'm probably gonna get lost in this one too, (laughs) but let's give it a go. So- (laughs) I'll be there, I'm staying with it. Thank you um you we might not have any listeners but you'll still be here so that's good um the bio refining process that converts wet waste including food waste and wastewater sludge into sustainable aviation fuel has been developed by researchers in the u.s the fuel could be used in commercial flights within a couple of years if approved Food waste sent to landfill produces methane and is responsible for around 6% of greenhouse gas emissions worldwide. Using it as a feedstock to produce fuel can halt this emissions pathway. But the moisture in the waste restricts the use of processes such as pyrolysis and gasification to produce liquid biofuels. I mean, that doesn't mean anything to me, but it might mean something to somebody. Um, Recovering energy from wet waste is typically done by anaerobic digestion to produce biogas. So, the analysis also noted that changes to the management of food waste such as changes to regulations requiring reductions in food waste in landfills would change the carbon intensity of the fuel. However, advancements in renewable energy would further benefit the process by lowering emissions from unit operations. Fuel from wet waste could produce 20% of the US aviation fuel demand which means it will have to complement other technologies in reducing aviation emissions.
0: So along with the card games we know we both love glass of alcohol or two, maybe. So Stephanie Jordan and Tim Etherington Judge are the co-founders of Avalyn Calvados, hopefully I said that right, um, they have set out to become the world's most sustainable spirit brand. They have created a brandy that actually benefits the planet. Mm. So the Life Cycle Assessment Report, which assessed the environmental impact of this alcohol through its life cycle, showed in each 700 milliliter bottle it removed 2.73kg of CO2 from the atmosphere. The alcohol was launched in 2019 and the sole purpose was to become the most sustainable spirit brand. And I didn't realise, but the alcohol industry has a huge environmental footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, Heineken's energy usage is 65.6 kg of CO2 per 100 litres of drink produced. And that's just one company mm-hmm. out of the, however many there are. Mm-hmm. Tim says, we decided that it had to be really true to who we are as people, what's really important to us and our values. He is a former Greenpeace campaigner and has been vegan for two decades. Stephanie grew up in rural Burgundy where her father is a winemaker and are both very passionate about the environment. They soon discovered apples are the most environmentally friendly ingredients to distill and outperform cereal, grapes, grains and sugar canes. Mm -hmm. With all of this in mind they started producing using only apples, water and thyme. Avalyn went on to win a sustainable product of the year at the PEA awards in 2020 which celebrates small businesses that benefit people and the planet. Avalon wants to take a step forward and become organic and are looking to run the distillery on 100% renewable energy. The company has also joined the 1% of the Planet Scheme, whose members contribute 1% of their annual sales to environmental causes. Plus, some of the profits are now going to charities that protect bees. Tim says, without wild bees, there are no apples, and without apples, there's no So. A great cause, and also alcohol, which is also another great cause. Mm. But there's also on it. There's actually two other spirits that are doing the same. So New York Air Company, which captures carbon dioxide from the air and converts it to vodka. Then mm. there's Nada Gin, which is a Scottish gin and is made from peas. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. I never heard. Of it, but I just yeah, thought it was pretty cool.
1: So, Abby, have you ever thought about the strangers' photos that you might be in the background of? <laughs> Do you know what? It's quite a strange no,
0: thought, thought isn't it? it? But it is quite a strange thought. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, and I think it's less it of a would. thing now because photos are so often selfies or they're kind of curated now and people want the background and they don't really have people in them as much,
0: especially in
1: kind of, yeah, exactly, looking for those mm-hmm. angles especially in the heyday of maybe digital cameras, early noughties, you would just stand by landmark and get anyone who was just walking by in the background.
0: (laughs) I'm in it, smile. (laughs) Exactly. exactly.
1: Um, And that was definitely the case back in 2000. And Miss Shea visited May 4th Square in the eastern beachside city of Xingdao, China. She sat in front of the central sculpture with only the distant outline of someone else having their picture taken in sight. Seven years later, when Miss Shea looked through her photos, she found an image of her husband, Mr. Ye, standing in front of the same central sculpture in a rather familiar outfit. And it was him. It was the man in the background of her image. At The exact same moment they had unknowingly taken their photos over a decade earlier exactly the same time. After the image was taken they went their separate ways and were completely unaware of each other's existence. When asked about how he felt when he saw the picture Mr Ye said when I saw the photo I was taken by surprise and I got goosebumps all over my body. It seems that Xingdao is certainly one of the most special cities. When the children are older we'll go to Xingdao again and the family will take another photo. So you have to see these two photos. They're completely from different angles, but you can see him in the background of hers. And yeah, they unknowingly took them exactly the same time. Went That's the d- several so ways weird. for 11 years and then just happened to find them
0: um, kind of going through their photos. Amazing. That's, it's kind of creepy if you think about it. Because, <laughs> although it's really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. But like, like, you think, how many photos you take, yeah? And yeah. then you remember... That person being like, "Oh, that looks familiar. Like, why do I know that outfit before?" Do you know what I mean? That's mad. Yeah, yeah. And also, kind it's of got, sweet that they're mad they found each other.
1: It's got to be a film there, surely. Maybe we could write.
0: For oh, script. Yes, that's a. But we need a bit more because something else has got to happen. Maybe their lives are eventful when they're apart, mm-hmm. and then actually, or like something happens, you know yeah about the drama drama yeah. drama
1: and then when they then maybe they come back to that sculpture and that's where they like actually bump into
0: each other yeah. again. so it's very like cyclical yeah you know those ones that like at the start of the film they they met they meet and then it's like when <laughs> they go back in time
1: oh back in time mm-hmm. this isn't the whole point of them We're gonna be like will they ever meet
0: oh yeah yeah, we could, true. we
1: could, we could work out two storylines. Yeah. To see, see which I mean, one lands yeah. better.
0: You, you wait now. It's going to be all over the cinema screens. hmm <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. I think we've got something good here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for episode eight. We're actually episode eight. I <laughs> last time. Um, I hope everyone has enjoyed this week's positive news blast don't forget to subscribe and obviously tell everyone about it absolutely
1: if you want to find out any more about the stories we talked about or just kind of work out how what we were actually talking about or what i was trying to explain at any point <laughs> go to i think we the... all need a
0: recap of that one
1: yeah <laughs> go to the show notes where you can find the full stories thanks so much for listening and we look forward to speaking to you again soon see ya Bye.